Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 on and off the track with Kim Ilman. You can see his photos at ProStarPicks.com, read his latest F1 blog at KimIlman.com or follow him on Instagram at Kim Ilman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about a variety of different things given that it's a little break in the F1 season. Yeah, I'm back in Perth and relaxing, uh, albeit in winter. Everyone says, oh, what are you doing for your summer break? And I say, I'm going back to work in Perth where it's, it's cold. <laughs> oh, that's right, opposite side of the, uh, the earth. Well, firstly, I'd like to say next week we're going to do an episode asking you a bunch of questions. So any listeners out there, if you have any questions for Kim, we can ask him directly, I can ask him for you. You can either review us and, and give it there or go to his Instagram and comment it on our, on the episode snippet that we put up, the yes. minute-long episode. In fact, while, while we're on that topic, I think we should go into detail about what sort of questions I get now mm. because um, because I've focused rather heavily on Instagram, I get most of my interaction with um, followers through that. And it's the funniest thing. People will write bizarre stuff. I had one the other day where someone wrote, Hello. And I typically don't answer hello. I'm more than happy if someone asks a question, but hello is not a, not a question. So they come back, are you are there? Answer me. Answer me. There's about 10 messages. Answer okay. me. Answer me. And I think, no, you're completely off the mark. <laughs> but then I get other people who write me these terribly long um, pleas for help. I need this signed and I've built this cabinet and I need 10 caps. And, and they go on for two or three pages if you were to print them and that they want to know if I can go and do all this work for them and quite frankly it's tough you you don't ask too much of any of the drivers not like you're Mm. rounding up a whole lot of stuff for signing each week so I tend to call in favours very rarely but I'm more than happy to tell people how to do it and this is something that comes up often how do I get an autograph and my advice would be having watched this for two and a half years is the best time is Thursday of any race meeting if you can get to the entrance to the paddock. Now, in at various tracks, that may require you buy a, th- a three-day ticket. At some tracks, you might be able to get in there with no ticket on a Thursday. It just depends. But if you can get to the entrance of the paddock on a Thursday, and the paddock, by the way, is the area behind the garages. That's where all the motorhomes are uh, for Europe, and that's where all the uh, suites are in different places around the world that don't have the motorhomes. That's where all the drivers and the teams hang out and work. So if you can get to the entrance of the paddock in the morning, first thing, almost all of the drivers will come past you uh, and there'll be very few people there because it is the Thursday. Mm. Now, there will be a couple of drivers and typically it'll be Lewis Hamilton, maybe Sebastian Vettel if he's riding a bike or Nico Hulkenberg who tend to go to the second entrance because it's less drama for them because there aren't as many photographers and there's probably not as many fans, if any. But certainly you should get the lion's share of those drivers at the entrance to the paddock on Thursday. And, and if you, you really want these autographs and, and often you have to really want them to get them, uh, it may be that you have to stay there all day and get them as they come out. So you might have to invest 10 to 12 mm. hours, but you have a very good chance of getting those autographs if you're bold. And the thing is, um, you have to be bold, especially on a Sunday. People coming to the paddock and expecting an autograph on Sunday uh, <laughs> need their heads read because normally there's it's packed. There's people everywhere and a driver will walk in and he'll sign the first couple. And I witnessed that last race with Lewis. He signed two or three and then just swarmed with people because they all think, oh, well, I better get in. And he goes, no, nah, uh, fair enough too. He, he just does a runner for the, for the motorhome. Uh, same with Seb. Uh, look, the lesser drivers, you, you might have a better chance, but if you're after the – 
the top four or six, you're really going to have to put in the hard yards and, and invest some time. I've also heard that dressing up or having a, like a funny poster is also a way to grab their eye. Maybe oh, not, yeah. still not on race day, but throughout the weekend. Yeah, or have a gift. Yeah, I've seen fans come with Louis Vuitton stuff, Gucci stuff. Oh. Uh, one in particular uh, who knows that uh, Vettel and, and perhaps more so Lewis, love that sort of stuff, mm. has come with some quite expensive gifts and that gets them some sort of sway with the driver. And, and I, met, I witnessed it with Dunker the other day, a, a lovely girl from uh, – she's living in England and she's a mad Sebastian fan and she produced a cake in the shape of, it, of his helmet yes. and it had all the logos on it. And not only did she get to spend a, a couple of minutes with him and get an autograph, she got into the Ferrari motorhome and uh, had a one-on-one audience with him and, and some photos. So, yeah, look, if you go to that sort of effort, you can be lucky. You're not always going to be lucky, but you can be lucky. And there's often ways to get stuff to the driver that doesn't involve actually seeing him. Oftentimes the press officers, if you can find out who they are, um, I know a lot of them, but uh, I don't know all of them. But there's ways that you can find out who those press officers are. And if you can get their attention, be it uh, via social media or at the track, they'll often work with you, especially if they realise that you're a genuine fan and you've gone to some effort yeah. to, uh, to produce something or want to give something to a driver. So that, that's, that's, that's one question I get. <laughs> what else do I get? Oh, yeah, can I be your intern? Can I come along? <laughs> I don't need an, an intern. I'm still an intern, so <laughs> I, I think I'll learn it first before I bother about teaching anybody else. So, uh, yeah, if you're inquiring about that, it's, it's going to be a no. I just don't have the opportunity to take anyone, and oftentimes that would be more drama than it's worth. Although I do get someone like Jan Breely who keeps saying every time I lose something on track, I make mention, oh, I left this behind. She sends me a note, if you had me looking after your kit, you wouldn't have lost that. <laughs> so she's, she's a good sport. Do you need to get a special um, permit or licence to have like an assistant, I guess? Or, yeah, you or have a... to get them accredited same same way as, okay. as I got accredited, except I can request it. And um, FIA decides yes or no whether they'll let me have an assistant. Moving on to some recent news that happened. Last night. Last night. Pierre Gasly got moved to Toro Rosso. Yeah, despite Red Bull coming out a couple of weeks ago and saying, no, he's, he's fine, he's, we're going to commit to him for the whole year. Two weeks later, different story. Mm. They've changed their tune and gone 180 degrees and uh, taken Alex Albon out of Toro Rosso and bumped him into Pierre's seat and bumped Pierre back to Toro Rosso, which is a fair kick in the guts. And um, I, I did note when I put this post up on Instagram yesterday, I had a lot of comments uh, I reckon it was probably two-thirds that it was a bad deal uh, of Red Bull to do that and a third saying, yeah, they had to do it because uh, Albon needs to be tested as well. But it's, a lot of people were saying it's a toxic atmosphere when you keep putting guys in and dropping them. They did mm-hmm. it with Kvyat. They've done it now with Gasly. And if Albon doesn't work, they'll drop him. So he really needs to make it work. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of chat about that. And, and the thing that a lot of people don't realise is that you take a sponsor like Tag Heuer, they've got all this collateral out in the marketplace. Here's Pierre wearing a, a Tag oh, Heuer yeah. watch. And then they get told, oh, yeah, he's no longer us. So um, you're probably going to have to take all those down. Yeah. We're going to have to get a whole lot of stuff with the Alex shot now. And there's uh, a whole lot of other sponsors that would have promotional material and collateral out there that is now immediately dated. And they've got two weeks before um, the next race, two and a bit weeks before the next race. So they've got a little bit of time to sort it out. But I imagine there's furious goings on. Uh, And of course, now you've got someone like Pierre, who used to be based, I imagine, out of um, 
Milton Keynes, where uh, Red Bull is. Now uh, he's going to have to be based out of Italy, where uh, Toro Rosso is, where he was last year. So he's, he's taking a backward step and going back. Does a change like this affect a photographer like you? No, but I, I think for me, uh, the shot I'll want come spa and you'd have to be lucky to get it, is the first time Alex and Pierre meet. Mm. That will be an interesting photo. Yeah. And I don't know whether they've met before and had a chat, but certainly in public, that will be very interesting. And uh, I I imagine tough for both of them because uh, I think they've come through the ranks and not been too far apart in terms of their racing. So they they would have – they'd be mates of some sorts. And and now they're – are they adversaries? I'm not sure, but – yeah, it, it's pretty tough when you have to hand over your seat to somebody else. Do you think Alvin can step up to the plate? Oh, who knows? I'm, I'm not. I'm not that mo- mechanically minded or uh, that brilliant in, in judging. But yeah, I just go by what people write who know more than me, uh, and I'm not sure they even know yet. It'd be very interesting to see if, if he can't do any better than Pierre. Yeah. Oh boy, that's going to be a nasty situation. Or if he does worse, imagine that. Yeah, that would not be Gosh. great. So I walked past you today, Kim, and you've got a bunch of video and lighting and a microphone set up. Well, yeah, and then we had to get you to come and help with the mics. What a <laughs> nightmare this has been. I've decided I want to do some video blogs and uh, because I have such great content in mm. terms of photographs. And I can't do video at the track because um, our accreditation uh, does not allow for that. So I thought I'm going to do stuff to camera and talk about photos. And, and I'm talking like Aussies in F1 is one of my first ones because I thought, let, let's talk about the Australians that I know are working in F1. Let's uh, also talk about different shots I get and how I got them. And in particular, that one of Daniel Ricciardo at the German Grand Prix where the, he's driving straight towards me and I am standing in front of the car. Mm. People want to know, how the hell did you get that photo? So I can spend a bit of time. I can spend five, 10 minutes and talk about it. So that's my aim is to produce regular videos, both for YouTube and for Instagram TV and for um, KimElman.com so that people can get a bit more of an understanding of what goes on because the more the more I spend in this, more time I spend in this sport, the more I realise there's a lot that people have no idea about, as, as I had no idea about before I got mm. into it. I'm constantly amazed uh, when I learn stuff and I go, oh, well, that's really amazing to me. I think those people who don't get this access would also find that amazing. So that's my uh, focus now is to find stuff that people would find interesting, expand upon it in the in, in a video, uh, put it up for people to have a look at and share with their mates. Yeah, it's very similar to the podcast where you go into more detail about how you got that shot yeah. or talk about drivers. So if you love the podcast, I'm sure you'll love these videos when they start coming out. Where, where should they go to, to get a hold of them? Well... Uh, They'll be on Instagram TV, and I'm going to put them up on YouTube. But Mm -hmm. at this stage, uh, I'm not sure exactly how that, what shape or form that will take. But uh, those of you listening will be advised at some point, and certainly you'll see it on Instagram. Well, thank you very much for that short, sharp episode, Kim. It's a pleasure. If you want to ask any questions to Kim about his photography and his time at the F1, please let us know on Instagram. Give us a comment or review us, and give us ask a question there. Yeah, and I'll uh, keep a note of them, as you will, and we'll go through them in detail in one week's time. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com or KimElman.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram, at KimElman. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review, and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPics.com. 
stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now.